Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety, the podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me via Skype is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, I will ask you the same question I asked you two weeks ago. What the hell just happened? I, it's, it, I'll say the same thing. I really have no idea. I, I, it's, it's just a completely, like, a, like, a, like just a foreign feeling for me. I, I never see, saw this team really do anything, you know, like this. And, and like, they're just going around and taking everybody from around the NHL, just poachers. It's just, it's wonderful. <laughs> but it, it, and it's like, I don't know. It's just, I, I can't yeah. wrap my head around the fact that now you got Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz just <laughs> yeah. working for the Islanders. It's, it's hard. Like when you hear those two names together, along with New York Islanders, like it's really, it's still hard to comprehend. Even the Lamarillo thing, he's been here for a month and it's hard to like wrap your brain around the fact that this guy runs the team now. And, yeah, so today the Islanders announced Barry Trotz is the new coach. Uh, you may remember him from such teams as the 2017-2018 Washington Capitals, who won the Stanley Cup, like literally last week. And as of Monday, he resigned. Um, he had a, <laughs> I don't understand why he signed this clause, this contract in the first place, but like he had a clause in his contract when he signed it with the Caps four years ago that his he would get a three hundred thousand dollar raise if the team won the Stanley Cup. 
Um, but here it was, you know, the, the, I guess he could renegotiate or something and they wanted to give him a bump above the 300 grand, but it wasn't that much. And he was like, Hey, you know, I just want a Stanley cup and I feel like I should be paid for it. And they disagreed, uh, cause they've been grooming uh, his assistant, Todd Reardon to take over for a long time and probably will. And so Barry walked away and apparently according to numerous sources, and I have a whole bunch here and I'll put them all in the reference list later on. He got a call immediately from Lou Lamorello and said, hey, you want to come, you know, look into the Islanders and coach us here? And surprisingly, his answer was, yes, I want to talk to you about this, uh, which is really, <laughs> again, like you said, just something that we're yeah. not used to here. Imagine that being Garth Snow. Ah. Like, hey, it's Garth. Do you want to come coach? Uh, did you just see what I just did? I just won the Stanley Cup, buddy, and you're Garth Snow. So, uh, no. I'd be like, uh, I think I'm going to take some time off and, you know, just kind of, you know, take it easy for a little while, relax. <laughs> it's been kind of a grind and, you know, yeah. thanks for calling. I really appreciate it, but I don't know. But lose my number, you kook. Yeah. <laughs> don't, uh, yeah, don't call me back. But anyway, but no, like when Lou calls people answer and, you know, again, that that's another thing that, that, uh, Trot said. And if I can, you know, uh, find it here. It's basically he said, like, you know, when Lou calls, you got to talk to him. And, and that's that's the kind of, I guess, you know, I don't know what the right word would be. Gravitas, I guess, is kind of a pretentious word. But, uh, you know, the, the kind of cachet that that the team has now that they didn't have before. And I, I, I'm, I know you're joking, but I think you're also right. <laughs> if Garth Snow called, yeah, exactly. he would not get the same reaction that Lou Lamarillo gets when he calls. And. Here the Islanders are with the situation they've literally never had before. Arthur Staple mentions in his piece at the Athletic that you know when when Al Arbor came onto the Islanders, he had coached the Blues for a few years, but you know he wasn't he wasn't a veteran of however many thousands of games and a Stanley Cup and well he had Stanley Cups as a player, um, but he didn't have the kind of experience that Trotz has, and neither did Bill Torrey when he took over as GM that, that Lamarillo has. So this is totally uncharted territory for this franchise, completely uncharted. And here we are, uh, you know, a month after the season was ended and uh, things are totally different now. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely like this is the first day of the rest of my life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's just like there's got to be before Lou and after Lou when I, you know, when they uh, when they go back into the, the annals of my history and try to like, you know, yeah, he was a very different person back when the Islanders were driving him insane and then. Uh, it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, they they used, the Islanders went from being like a circus to being like a, like a, I don't even know, like what the opposite of a circus is. <laughs> uh, a library, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically it's a funeral, but we wouldn't, that's not, that's not what you're going for. I don't think so. We won't say that, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, um, and you know, the thing is too, like, I, I know I, I shouldn't expect much from Twitter because Twitter is the cesspool of all humanity kind of constantly churning and bubbling and and wafting up the worst things on earth into your view all day every day um but you know it's easy to pick apart these two guys i mean they're they're hockey guys and they have their ways and a you know they're going to make mistakes um as soon as the the news came out that the islanders were close with trots uh, the great japers rink who is one of the best hockey blogs out there, easily one of the best blogs on SB Nation, but just a great, great blog run by very, very smart people. You know, uh, JP, I guess, who runs the account, he tweeted, you know, good luck with uh, get ready for first-line Cal Clutterbuck. And I tweeted him back, like, dude, we've seen first-line yeah. Cal Clutterbuck. We've yeah, seen we've, first-line Jason Chimera. Yeah, we, exactly. <laughs> I think I, I think I, I, I was so ready for all that. It's just yeah. like, oh, man. Huh. 
Like, like you, if you if you guys had been paying attention to what's been going on, you'd yeah. you'd see that like that is the least of our concerns. I, seriously, is that, or like the Lou thing, it's like, well, you know, good luck having Matt Martin back. Good, I'll take him back. Whatever, man. Yeah. I've seen Matt Martin play. It's fine. I'm totally cool with Matt Martin. It's okay. Like this is a totally new thing for this team to have actual people that know what they're doing and not kind of figuring things out along the way is a huge deal because they've always had these guys that come in and, and maybe they were successful in different play. I mean, Jack Capuano wasn't a, a bad AHL coach. He wasn't a bad NHL coach, but he was always, it was always about like, well, he's got to figure out his way and he's got to learn the ropes. And then by the time he does, it's three years later and the team, you know, kind of isn't very good. Uh, and then Doug Waite, the same thing, like, oh, it's still a learning curve. He's still learning. He's kind of still a rookie coach. Those days are over. Like the rookie coach, rookie GM, rookie assistant coaches, those days are all over. And Trotz is already talking about bringing his guys in from Washington. Maybe Scott Stevens takes a shot. I mean, who knows? Uh, but yeah, this is yeah the first day of the rest of our life for sure. Like we don't, I don't know, even know how to process all of this. Yeah, and and, and I think it's funny too. Is uh, tomorrow? So tomorrow's the draft, right? Mm, yes. So, so like the timing of it is hysterical because like, all right, so they get the they they get Lou. That was ridiculous knocked me off my feet they get he gets barry trots which honestly it it didn't have the same kind of effect because it, once you have lou like anything's kind of possible right but but still obviously shocking to really hard to to grasp but tomorrow like the past five six years i haven't cared about what's going to happen at the draft uh because you just know like all right like our snow's running the show it's not sure there's there are rumors flying around but more, there's the the there's a more of a chance of him drafting seven defensemen and none of them, none of them pass, panning <laughs> out than him trading them for something useful and making the draft worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the the exception of obviously Barzal and and that whole thing, which which he you know, thank you, Garth. Uh, but <laughs> so like tomorrow, like I'm I'm I've paid attention to a draft in a surprise in in a long time, probably since in like maybe like the 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 Reinhardt draft or something. Mm-hmm. So. It's gonna be fun to like just sit back and be like, "Holy crap! Like, what is he gonna do next? Like, is is he going to like go take Connor McDavid from, from <laughs> Peter Chiarelli or something? Just like bully him into that? Obviously not. But, like, just he's, he, there's something's gonna happen now. Real real quick on on the Oilers and Chiarelli. So uh, I just saw a Sportsnet headline from Mark Spector, uh, Sportsnet, who who the headline was. Chiarelli, Chiarelli is like looking to trade the the pick, but it was something like he he's looking to trade the pick, but he could also use it because he wants the Oilers to quote evolve naturally. I'm like evolve naturally into what? What are they? <laughs> I don't understand. Evolve, you, you, you're done evolving naturally. You you blew it. Like this is you got to go to unnatural means now and start to. I mean, you're, you're one of your guys that you traded just won the Heart Trophy, and like, the other guy won the Calder, and the other guy won the Calder. Like your natural evolution is over. You need to unnatural evolution. You need to find people to win games now. It says the Islanders fan whose team just look at us on our on our high perch, you know. Now that we got Lou, we're just ripping on these other franchises. Like look at, That's look fun. at the Senators and the yeah, Oilers. I was say, the the Senators and Oilers right now are are probably like, man, the Islanders got it good. It's kind of weird, um, but um, yeah. So the draft is you, by the time you're hearing this, the draft is going to be going on that night. It's Friday night. Uh, the first round, second round is Saturday. I will be driving out to Long Island uh, during the course of Saturday, so I'm going to miss rounds two through whatever and. We'll see what happens there. But uh, the Islanders do have two first-round picks and two second-round picks. So Lou is capable of anything. Um, Philip Grubauer might also join Barry Trotz. And- yeah, which is, which is so <laughs> funny, too, like that whole thing. I, and I, I saw, like, something the Capitals were meeting with John Carlson tonight. I was like, yeah, yeah it would be pretty funny if the Islanders just swindled <laughs> Carlson. He, he played, you know, he played for Trotz. He played with Tavares, I'm pretty sure, in London. Like, it's yeah. 
Who cares? And, yeah. and if there's anyone who can circumvent the cap and fit all these guys under, yeah. it's Lou. You're, he already hired his cap loophole guy for yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, Steve Bellagrini is uh, for, also from the Devils, poached him too. Um, funny thing about cap space, real quick, that to- literally nobody has mentioned because they're too busy trying to fit John Tavares under their salary cap. But the uh, the salary cap was set today at um, seventy nine point five million, so it's about a five million dollar jump from last last year's cap. The Islanders, as of right now, have the most, you know, if you count all the UFAs coming off of the books, the Islanders have the most cap space available in the league right now. And if you would take a minute to stop trying to shoehorn John Tavares onto every cash-strapped team in the league, you would notice, wow, the Islanders have an awful lot of room to fit John Tavares and God knows who else. Again, like you said, thank you, Garth. <laughs> Let's give the man some credit. Yeah. Like, he set it up like this, so that's pretty smart. Um but, uh, yeah, the Islanders have the cap space to make things happen and maybe make other things happen, too. Um, but with the draft – oh, by the way, if you want some some really, really great draft insider coverage and, and who – you know, we were going to talk about the draft, I guess, this week. We, we were trying to get together earlier this week to talk, and I'm glad we waited uh, because we had a lot more cool stuff to talk about other than the draft. <laughs> um, and, quite frankly, Noel and Dan covered the draft with uh, Russ Cohen from uh, Sportsology.com. Uh, so that you can re- listen to that site. Listen to that podcast. That was really good. Uh, the ILC podcast had Mike Morial from NHL.com for his draft stuff. So if you're looking for draft information, uh, Isles Buzz podcast right there at Lighthouse Hockey and the ILC podcast, they both have what you're, what you're looking for. Uh, really in-depth. Who knows who the Islanders end up with because they might not use – any of those picks, and they might end up with an entirely new team by the end of Saturday uh, that may or may not include some draft picks. We don't know. But, uh, yeah, this is just a, a completely weird thing. And Barry Trotz said today he's not going to – he's going to be at the draft table, but he's not going to have any, like, influence. It's in the scouts' hands now. Lou pretty much said the same thing. Whether or not they still have jobs after <laughs> Sunday, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> that was they're, something. They're, they're picking for their lives right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. You better pick some home runs and see what happens. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to definitely be an interesting case, uh, this weekend, you know, definitely keep your ears and your phones open and, and on and, and ready to go because if Philip Grubauer might be available, uh, the caps don't look like they have room to fit him. They also have goalies out the wazoo. Um, Robin Leonard now, is it going to be a UFA? So, I mean, I don't really particularly like him, but eh, I could see that maybe happening too. And, uh, who knows? Hey, maybe they trade for Eric Carlson and, and, you know, get him the hell out of Ottawa, uh, which is just literally falling apart right now. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 funny too. Like you said that it's 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 not. I'm not going to say it's a likely scenario, but it's a possibility now because, like, like I was just joking around. Like this isn't Garth Snow calling, and like you know trying to like negotiate with the Senators and saying like, hey, you, if we, we we're going to trade you the Islanders, and being like, yeah, no, I'm no way in hell. I'm playing, you know, we're in that circus. Um, but now it's Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz. Like these, this team has gone from a complete, you know, to to use the like the the. the Canadian national slogan, the complete dumpster fire to <laughs> to like an actually well run ship in a matter of three weeks. Like it's it's insane. And and they're they're generating buzz all over the place. The Islanders, they won the Stanley Cup, uh, basically, because they took the coach. They hired Lou. Now they're going to win another one in, in for real when they when they get Carlson. Like I'm, I'm like almost convinced this guy is going to get Carlson and maybe like Tyler like Sagan there's always some name that pops up like that wasn't really rumored to be going and right. like Artemi Pernarin the other day was just oh, right. yeah. like it's just like there's this there's another big name and as soon as that name surfaces you know like Lou Lamarillo isn't gonna not kick the tires on someone right. so he's gonna it's, it's gonna be 
I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else. Like, I was joking around on Twitter saying, like, I don't, I would consider it a failure at this point if he doesn't get those two guys. Hmm. Um, but I kind of feel that way. Like, I'm like, I want more. <laughs> I'm like, a, I'm like, I'm like, fiending for another big yeah. splash from the guy. Yeah. It's, and and the, the, the thing, the way Lou operates too is he, he doesn't tell you something unless it's going to happen. So, like, the Trots thing, you know, I mean, the Islanders were the only team that had, had an opening. And Trotz was available, and you know you didn't have you don't have to be like an insider to kind of put two and two together and say maybe there's a chance there. Obviously, they're looking to upgrade, so he would be a sure upgrade. Um, but we didn't hear about like you know any kind of negotiation or maybe there's a thing a courting going on. We did see that Trotz was in Newark because he stopped and took a picture with a Caps fan, and of course you know Islanders Twitter being the uh, detective, the many-headed detective that it is, sussed this out. And uh, we heard we saw that. But other than that, uh, we didn't hear like what was going on. And boom, all of a sudden, you know, it's at like 10 o'clock today. And all of a sudden it's you start hearing like, oh, it looks like the Islanders and Trots are close. And then boom, he's he's the coach. And that's a totally different thing from from Garth Snow. And I saw a tweet before that was like, you know, meanwhile, on Earth 2, you know, the tweet says Garth Snow is kicking the tires on a couple of things right now, but we don't know what's going to happen. Like, that's totally yeah. what was the slogan? Like, oh, well, we always are looking for ways to improve the team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean doing your job? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we, we, we have no restrictions on, uh, on from ownership, uh, and we're always looking for thing, you know, places that will fit our, help our team and, and fit our culture. Yeah. Uh, from now until, and, and not just for now, but we won't sacrifice anything for yeah. the future. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to sacrifice the future for the present, uh, the present for the future. And, uh, you know, we're, we're always looking for something that's going to yeah, help our team. That Those days are done. I mean, everybody says that kind of stuff. And you know, somebody else pointed out, too, that the big, you know, Garth is kind of an acolyte of Lou's. And, and Lou helped him when he first started. And they were friends, obviously, which makes his firing very, very uh, emotional, I'm sure. But, you know, the big difference is, like, Garth wouldn't say anything. And even, you know, the one time or one or two times he would speak on record, there was literally nothing to be had. But mm-hmm. Lou, Lou does a lot of talking. Lou does a lot of interviews. He, he's very gregarious. He jokes. He talks with these guys. And, and he, you know, he, he sounds like he tells you what you want to hear, but without actually telling you anything. And the difference, as opposed to Garth, who just didn't tell you anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's got that, that like old, like not not like your uncle sense of humor, but like your great uncle, yeah. like the guy you, you see him like twice a year. He lives in Florida. He comes in. He, he makes like a couple jokes that that kind of deflect you from from actually getting like getting the, to the point of what you want. Like today, you just joke it around like like what's your strategy? He said winning. And yeah. like everyone's like, oh, that's Lou. And then they do. By the time by the time they're done chuckling and like you know elbowing each yeah. other in the, the ribs, saying "Oh, there's Lou again," he's done. The interview's yeah. over. And he's, no, it's when <laughs> right, and you didn't learn anything. Like you exactly. Just, you know, so, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's you know it again. We keep saying it, but it's true. Like it's a totally new thing, and you know now. So you've got Lamorello. He did what we all thought was impossible in dismissing Garth Snow and, and Doug Waite from their jobs. And, and that's why you bring Lou in, because Lou is not afraid. It's funny, too, because, you know, to get Trotz, the Islanders had to give him what we believe is a five-year contract worth $20 million, so I guess about $4 million a year, probably a little bit more. Um, and it's like, well, he's going to be, you know, five years. That's a long time. Dude, this is Lou Lamorello. Five years means nothing. Like, yeah, this is he's, – I joked around about that, too. Like, he's going to fire Barry Trotz in April. Yeah. So, like, so – 
Yeah. I mean, this is that that number means nothing. Maybe he's here five years from now. Maybe he's here. Maybe the Islanders win a Stanley. You know, he's here for three years. They fire him before the end of the month. And then the Islanders go on to win a Stanley Cup with Scott Stevens as their coach. Like, who knows? But that that number means nothing. And and Lou clearly has been given the, the go ahead from the ownership to make whatever changes he feels is necessary, regardless of who they're paying to do nothing. Uh, because that's what Garth Snow and Doug Wade are basically getting paid to do right now. Uh, D- Doug Wade's not even here. He's in Michigan, you know, uh, hanging out with his son and, and watching over him. And, and God only knows where Garth Snow is. He, he, I don't think he can ever show his face on Long Island again after <laughs> what's been going on here. Um, but so, so you know, they, they, he, he gets rid of those guys. He brings in friggin' Barry Trotz, who's a week away from winning the Stanley Cup. And now the biggest fish is out there, and it's and it's John Tavares and Andrew Gross almost gave us all a heart attack this month, th- this today when he was saying that uh, he hears that uh, there might be some good news on the guard on the. Uh, uh, let's see what what did he say? It it was it was it almost oh yeah it no, almost it almost did me in. Not a done deal, still a fluid situation, but sounds like Isles may have good news on John Tavares as well. That's from Andrew Gross of Newsday about nine hours ago. And uh, 484 retweets and a thousand likes, and now mm-hmm. you wonder why? Because you know, I, I mean, that's just a, kind of a huge thing. And and Arthur Staple was on uh, uh, a podcast with Matt Lachlan on Tuesday, and he basically said this was before Trots too. That um, it sounds like what he's hearing is that Tavares will listen to other teams, but ultimately he's going to resign with the Islanders. And I mean, again, this is so they've got Lamorello, they've got Trots, and now they've got eight more games at Nassau Coliseum a place John Tavares loves that they announced today. The governor's office of all places announced today that that's not a joke, by the way, that no, Andrew Cuomo really did announce that. I take back what I said about a circus. It is. A, it's still a circus. It's just a better circus. Right. It's a more fun, weird <laughs> yes. circus. The Islanders are always going to be weird. Like, this yeah. is, and like, you know, when the governor announces that the governor, maybe he has bigger fish to fry than where the Islanders play yeah, games, we were, but whatever. at work we were talking about how like they they passed on the they didn't sign sports betting into uh, action for uh, this year while they're in the end of their session, mm-hmm. but this came out so I was like this these guys were sitting there debating on how many games the Islanders are going to play at the Coliseum, but they couldn't figure out how to get the gambling legalized <laughs> while the other states are all reaping the benefits. <laughs> this is, this yeah, is, right. It's a little. It's definitely very unusual, but yeah. So they're playing twenty games now at the Coliseum. And as Arthur and you know, I joked when that happened, like, geez, I wonder if, uh, what if Tavares kind of said, "Hey, man, kind of feel like I want to play some more games at the Coliseum before I resign." And sure enough, Arthur Staple then said something along the lines of, "The players love playing at the Coliseum, and this is definitely part of that pitch to Tavares to to get mm-hmm. him to sign." So, I mean, the team has literally brought in two Stanley Cup winners, the four four cups in between them. And they have literally changed the location of the team and the schedule for this man. I would think that it's a probably a pretty good bet that John Tavares resigns. Obviously, yeah. lots of moving parts, but you know, I think uh, it's pretty much a good deal right now. I mean, you can't really ask for 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 better right now, considering that the last two seasons have been total busts. Yeah, I, I mean, so this is I, I was I kind of teased to you before the show that I have a, a theory. And that theory was that Ledecky and Malkin met with Tavares in, in April, and he was dead set on leaving. And he, and they said, "We what what do you want? We will do it. Like we want to keep you." And he probably said, "All right, you know, I'll get I'll just throw him a bone to make him think that they're still in the running." And he says, "I want you to hire Lou Lamarillo. I want you to hire Barry Trotz, and I want you to you know get me more games at the Coliseum." 
<laughs> and they were like, all right. And they went and they did it. And now John Tavares is in. And they're like, damn, I didn't actually think they were going to be able to do all that. But they did it. And and that's that's my theory is that now he's sitting there like, all right. And I hope my hope is I, that Bob McKenzie tweeted something about the Maple Leafs sending a video uh, like, a, yeah. hey, please, please sign with us video to mm-hmm. Tavares. I hope to. God, that thing leaks because I'm going to set up a watch party, and I don't know where I don't know where it's going to be, but I'm going to invite everyone. I will I'll rent out a movie theater, I'll rent out an amphitheater just to watch that thing, and with with my Islander fan friends, <laughs> and hopefully John Tavares too, because I, it, it's it's pathetic, and I and and I really yeah. really hope that he gives us the opportunity to just pull like rub it in if he resigns it oh i i plan on rubbing it in everybody's face uh if he resigns and i'm I'm really hoping for it obviously i mean i've been spending i've wasted two years of my life on this stupid encyclopedia is the worst decision i've ever made you know and i'm a person that you know so weekend at bernie's two in the movie theater like i'm not a person that (laughs) you know makes a lot of smart decisions this is still the stupidest thing i've ever done um, but you know, the, the funny thing about the video thing and, and Jenny was joking about this and, and look, I love Bob McKenzie. He's great. I mean, he, he's a, a gentleman and, and a guy that we all look up to and, and I love what he does and, and we'll always appreciate and respect his work. But <laughs> when he says like they're putting together a video presentation, he kind of makes it sound like this is some kind of unique thing. Like, you know, Mike Richards went through this, um, Brad, no, excuse me, Brad Richards went through this, you know, when he was a free agent, I think the, the Rangers had one with like Spike Lee and I don't know whoever else in the video. And I mean, it's a thing the teams do and Hey, maybe it helps. I don't even know, but you know, to, you know, as Jenny said, I, you know, the, the Leafs are the only team with this technology that can possibly make this thing happen. (laughs) I I, 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 know that someone in the, in the Leafs camp, like texting him, it was probably their idea too. And it's like, you won't believe like this video. Yeah. Oh man, we got Mike Myers. We got all these guys. <laughs> we lined up Ann Murray. Like, it's what, so yeah, Drake. Drake said like he'll buy a Tavares jersey and wear it yeah. in his next album. Like, right. yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, we well, got we a, got Ralph Macchio. We and got a bunch of Raptors. He movie. <laughs> we got Ralph Macchio, the guy from uh, Boardwalk Empire, Kevin Connolly. Yeah. But um, yeah. I I just um, and again, I don't want to sit here and say that I, I would never sit here and say that it's a slam dunk. But I I think it's safe to say that. I mean, I, I I totally buy your theory. By the way, whether or not there was a meeting or not, I think they definitely got the impression that he was going to leave, and definitely felt the need to not only make changes but make changes that are like palpably, inarguably, objectively better for the team than anything. And I think it starts with Lou. I mean, we talked about this. Like, I think that they targeted Lou. They wanted Lou because Lou is a guy who doesn't screw around, and he's the guy who makes changes. Sometimes those changes work out and sometimes they don't but i mean when a guy is there who's willing to fire his coach six games before the end of the season uh you know that's that's a guy who who has look has his eye on the prize like he's not going to let sentimentality or friendships get in the way and and that's the guy they wanted and you could say they kind of lucked into both lou and trots but hey you you know you make the opportunities and you and you hope then hopefully hope you hope that they come up and that's basically what happened. And, you know, okay, maybe if Trotz doesn't work out, hey, you know, maybe Lou tries harder for Sheldon Keefe or somebody else. I mean, Elaine Dino. Is, I mean, if, if that's another great thing about having him is like, all right, so say so things don't work out with Trotz or even like the team itself. Lou Lamarillo is still is, is Lou Lamarillo. So if that doesn't work out, he'll go get, you know, Claude Julian or somebody, you know, else. Like it's, <laughs> right. he's got, he's, he's, it's not like it's, it's going to take so much getting used to. The fact that the person making pulling the strings is not somebody Mike like Mike Milbury and Gar Snow. Like that's just insane. 
the last coach that the Islanders had that had experience prior NHL experience prior to him taking the job was obviously Ted Nolan. Now you're a big, you're a fan of Ted Nolan. I'm a fan of Ted Nolan. I love the hire. I was telling a friend of mine at work today that I remember when Charles Wong used to have town hall meetings and for years people were like, you got to get Ted Nolan. He was blacklisted. Nobody knows why he's a coach of the year winner. What he's just sitting out there like coaching kids, like youth, you know, and, uh, uh, First Nations kids out in Canada, like, bring him in here. And after, like, two years, Charles was like, yeah, okay, sure, why not bring him in? And uh, he's a good coach, Ted Nolan. But Ted Nolan's resume is not what Barry Trotz's resume is. And it certainly isn't what Lou Lamorello's resume is as a GM. And and this is just an insane thing. Again, like, you know, Mike, it's funny, too, because, like, Mike Milbury was the Bruins GM before he, he went to ESPN and then he came to the Islanders. But uh, these guys aren't Mike. <laughs> like, they're not Mike <laughs> Milbury. Thank God. <laughs> Oh yeah, thank but, God. Yeah, that's actually gonna be fun too. Is when when uh, the Islanders play on NBC SN and uh, we get to hear Mike and Pierre talk about Lou mm. and, and right, that'll be great. And that just, yeah. it's just it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be that's gonna be a weird thing is to hear tomorrow during the draft hearing hearing uh, pundits talk about the, the Lou Lamarillo Islanders. <laughs> As he goes up there and says, uh, "With New York Islanders select <laughs> era." Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it's good yeah it, it, it's you know they, they they're gonna be the talk of the draft floor uh no matter what i mean whether they make those picks or not because of the changes they've made because of the sort of scuttlebutt around Tavares and and all that stuff but i mean yeah it's it's i i would expect that they would not use both of those picks but i would also expect that the two second round picks are probably going to be in play too and man if you can get philip grubauer for a second round pick and I don't know something else. That's a steal. Like I, uh, Carrie mm-hmm. Haber uh, on Twitter was saying before. You know, I, I wouldn't want to give up a first round pick for for Grubauer, but it would be okay. I wouldn't mind it if I got him with for a second round pick. I would be ecstatic, and especially to get Mitch Corn along with him would be just a win 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 win. Like you could not you could not yep. win more than that. Um. So yeah, a uh, lot happening, and and it's no games <laughs> actually yeah. were played. So. Oh yeah, it's great. And you know, just kind of another thing that I wanted to talk about with the Tavares thing with with Matt Barzal did like a little media mm-hmm. frenzy thing where, first of all, he was like named. He'd signed some deal with Adidas, and that was really cool to see him. We've doing been that. talking now for about forty minutes about Islander stuff and failed to mention that Matt Barzal won Rookie of the Year last night. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a yeah. big deal in and of itself, but yeah, no, yeah, he signed this deal with Adidas, and uh, yeah, it was a big deal. He's on the red carpet and all that stuff. Yeah, and he and he's and he's like um I don't know, nineteen, twenty, whatever he is, and he's just got like the most composed I don't want to like I guess like composed and like elegant confidence. Because it's not sure you can say he's cocky from like afar, like if you weren't an Islander fan, but it's not like that. It's it's, it's very he's got like a very like likable, affable confidence. Mm. And the fact that he gave this media hit and he said these they were talking about, you know, uh you know, what's it like being an islander or whatever, and he's like, Well I and the Tavares thing obviously came up and he's like, I hope he makes the right decision. And that was the first time the, like, that's not like, he's like, he's saying like, obviously he better, he, he really wants him to you know sign with us. Uh, and, and that was the first time I've heard an Islander player that wasn't John Tavares go off script. Like, <laughs> and, and that's not even like really going off script, but it was for the, for the past two years, we've heard, you know, Josh Bailey's and, the you know, Cal Clutterbucks of the world say, yeah, you know, that's, you know, Johnny's decision. Uh, we don't let it affect us in the room. Like he's such a pro pro. No, it was, 
I hope he makes the right decision because I'm on this goddamn team and look <laughs> what's going on. Like, like we are, like we could be really good and mm. we should be really good. Mm. So I, and that, and that, like that's, that tickled me pink. I, I could care less about like individual player awards. I hate the arguing among people <laughs> like, Oh, well you, you, how could you give Taylor Hall the heart Memorial if he's his like goal impact was only you know, 0.82 <laughs> compared to Nathan McKinnon. Like I could, that stuff drives me up a wall, but yeah. The fact that it gave me that media hit made me so happy. Like yeah. this, this guy, man. Yeah, no, he was he was great all night. Uh, they had a magic trick on stage that was really cringeworthy, and uh, you know could have resulted in uh, Matthew Barzell taking a, uh, uh, a switchblade in the genitals, which would have been a problem. But uh, he did not, thankfully. Uh, but it was not. Don't watch it. <laughs> I may have teased that just now, but please don't watch that magic. It was terrible. But, you know, he was very composed. I did see that. Yeah, make the right decision. Um, you know, he kind of dodged a lot of Tavares' questions, but he obviously he talks glowingly about his leadership and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, he he's definitely confident. He's, I mean, I think on the ice he's probably a little bit cocky. But I noticed that when he gave his speech, he was almost like a little bit embarrassed, he looked like. He was almost like very kind of reserved and, and just, you know, he thanked uh, Nathan McKinnon and Clayton Keller, who were the other two finalists. And uh, he forgot to thank the Seidenbergs so, uh, for putting him up uh, all year. Uh, so, and he forgot to thank Anthony Bovillier. He's a good buddy who was there with him. So, but that was kind of cute. He put it out stuff out on social media before. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it, I think, you know, the two of them together make a good combination Tavares and Barzell. Cause I, you know, Tavares is so quiet. He almost never says anything, and Barzell is obviously like the the funnier, more gregarious guy who can go off script and and say different stuff and and but not come off as like a total loser <laughs> or like a like a crazy yeah, person. Like a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's he's not like uh he's not like like the Patrick Keynes of the world, I right. guess. Yeah, I guess that's that's one way of putting it. But uh, you know, even Trots today too, like when he talked about and and. Uh, Funny thing about Trotz too is, um, you know, we we talked about before they hired Lamorello, or at least before they announced that they hired Lamorello. Um, he had already talked to John Tavares, which is highly unusual. And people were like, "Oh, it's just tampering. What what is going on here? This is crazy." Nothing ever came of it, but it was kind of weird. Today, Trotz already talked to Tavares also, and uh, he said he had a great conversation with him, and uh, he feels that the uh, negotiations are going in the right direction. Um, and he also said, you know, if you know anything about John, he's a classy captain as there is in the National Hockey League. He's passionate, very insightful, very intelligent. His one goal is to just win. I'm fortunate that we have the vision, myself, Lou, and we want to build something on the island. John wants to be a part of that as well. I mean, that sounds to me like a guy who's like, hey, man, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do this. Thing. Yeah. I'm glad you're on board. And, so. and why on earth would Barry Trotz sign to, to coach his team? Like if- <laughs> Without John Tavares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, that, 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 I don't that, think uh, this. This is a scary thing. Like, and like you said before, this is not a slam dunk that Tavares signs. And you know, you never know what happens when these teams pitch to him, and if he's, you know, the Leafs give him an Oscar-winning film and uh, all that. But the the thing, like, every I've never I've never had a, a point in my Islanders life where everything is pointing in the right direction. Hmm. But I, honestly, like, the, the last time I felt this confident about anything was when. Uh, they traded for Ryan Smith and like, cause even like that, I mean, you could say like the Tavares thing when they drafted Tavares, but even then you're like, it's so still so far off. Like this team can immediately win. Mm. And like, that's, and I haven't had like everything, like the ducks are all in a row to do it. And, I, mm. and, and that's why I'm like, 
being an Islander fan, like it's going to all come crashing down so hard, <laughs> so quickly. But I, I remember in 2001 when they traded for Pekka and Yashin and then um, got Chris Osgood off waivers like that. That was my sign to me. Oh, and then they made the playoffs that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing that popped in my head. Yeah, it's a good one. They actually beat the Caps that year. Uh, to clinch the playoffs, and the weird thing was that they never beat the Caps. Like they, yeah, that they was were, weren't they up? They, they were up like five one in that game and almost blew it. Yes, I think it was something like that. Right? Yeah, they ended up winning like five three or something like that. But uh, I think Mark Parrish had two goals in that game. I might be wrong, but yeah, that I remember. Was... I remember the three stars of the game were the three longest serving Islanders. It was like <laughs> the nicest thing I've ever seen the Islanders. It was like Janssen, Claude Lapointe, and somebody else. Yeah, Tchaikovsky, like, probably. Yeah, right? yeah, it was. I was like. <laughs> That, I was watching my friend Mike's house and I was like sobbing. <laughs> that was the last time I remember thinking, finally, like this is the team has coalesced. Um, you know, the, Peter LaViolette, you know, here we are talking about coaches with NHL experience, but like I remember Peter LaViolette had come from Providence in the NHL, but he was sort of like the next, this is the guy who's going to be the next NHL coach. Like he was kind of talked about and other teams were looking at him. I guess the Bruins had maybe thought about having him. Uh, coached their team, and I don't know who was coaching the Rangers at the time, but he had played for the Rangers, so his name came up there maybe. Uh, but it looked like – but, I mean, Laviolette was one of those guys that came out of college, and it, at no point did he ever look like he didn't know what he was doing. Like he was, There was no – I don't remember people talking about the learning curve with Peter Laviolette, you know, AHL coach. <laughs> like he just coached. That was it. And he just seemed like an NHL coach from day one. But I remember thinking, okay, they got a captain – they got a sniper. They got a goalie. They've got guys on D that are good, Adrian Acoin and Janssen and these other guys. This this is a good team now. Like, holy cow, this team is good right now. And then, of course, you know, uh, in a seven-game series against the Leafs, you know, losing the series isn't the problem. The problem was Pekka's knee got shredded, and that was the end of it, essentially, you know. so And they Osgood was traded two years later, and the thing could always come apart, What is what I'm saying. But that yeah. that felt – I remember feeling like – Wow, this team has finally got it all under control, and the feeling was was fleeting, unfortunately. But uh, I don't think that's the case now. I really do feel like you know. Again, that was a Mike Milbury helm team, so <laughs> a big difference between Mike and Lou. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I I kind of feel the same way. Like I feel. I mean, I guess you could say like back in 2013, it was the same way too. But like that was a Jack Capuano coached, Gar Snow led team. So. It was going to come crashing down eventually, <laughs> and it did. It did. It and we were did. right. Yeah, yeah, it didn't. It never really got back to to those heights. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but but you know, they got a Stanley Cup winning coach. They got a Stanley Cup winning GM. Hopefully, they've they got, got their all star. They got Matt Barzal. They got a rookie of the year. They've got hopefully, um, you know, their all star captain, the two time Hart finalist. Captain back in the fold. They got four draft picks. It's, it's a amazing. Ton of cap space. That. Like Gar, Gar Snow left Lou Lamarillo a mess, and he's like he's already cleaned up most of it. It's just, yeah. It's, just, it's like I, it's almost like Lou is like yeah, like I absolutely want to be the GM of the Islanders because mm. look at that. Like that is like the most enticing mess to clean up I've ever seen. If I if if there's no one else who can clean that mess up but me, and that's right. why I did it. And I also kind of hope, and this is this is petty or whatever, but I hope his split with the lease was wasn't kind and i hope he he has like a, a chip on his shoulder for the way things went down with the leaves and i hope he just has he tells them to shove it and we we, we kick their ass like at some point <laughs> i would love that i mean with lou with with, with lou just like you know yeah flipping I, them off or something from skybox to skybox i don't know 
like it, it maybe it's possible with the way things went down with the Leafs. I don't remember that feeling with the Devils when the Leafs first played there, but I think that was a little different. I think that you know, they they I think Lou was probably felt maybe he was ready to to move up in the in the Devils food chain and you know, Ray Shiro was a guy who brought I mean again, NHL experienced guy. Uh, and I don't, I don't think Lou ever had any hard feelings with the Devils because I mean it's never like it's not like he's never come back and every time they've retired a number or had a ceremony, Lou's there. Like it's not like you know he's he's staying away. And I'm sure the Leafs would feel that way too. But you know with the way the thing went down with the Leafs, where I think maybe he did want to stay as GM, and but they clearly wanted you know Dubas to take Kyle Dubas to take over, yep. and they'd say that there was a great relationship between all of them. But you know Mark Hunter is probably not going to be there anymore. Hey, maybe he joins the Islanders too. Still, I mean, there's still there might be another spot for another assistant GM. That's another thing too. The Islanders have like two assistant GMs now. That's weird because they got the, the, his Pellegrini is the capologist guy, and yeah, he's the yeah he's the the pocket greaser. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So uh, yeah, it's it's all new. I just want to read this one quote talking about uh, you know guys looking forward to to playing. This is this was from Arthur Staples' story, and it's Trotz. Says the screen to the he's done his like Barry Trotz is not a guy who just like yeah I never heard of these guys before like he knows the Islanders I mean he's played them a hundred times and he's obviously done his homework and he says the strength of the core group is a lot of skill we want to play with pace everybody says that as Dom said in his piece but he also says we've got to clean up our back end be better without the puck the team is exciting you look at John as a centerpiece again and then guys like Barzell Lee Eberle. There's a lot of offense on the back end. Young guys like Ryan Pollock and Nick Letty. I mean, for him to mention Ryan Pollock, I feel like that's kind of a big deal. Like, I don't think Ryan Pollock's name is really out there that much. And I bet there's a lot of coaches in the league that don't know who Ryan Pollock is. But Barry Trotz definitely does. Uh, we need to get our structure right, get our pace right. We are fully committed to making this a great franchise, as as which it has been in the past and will be again. So, dude sounds pretty confident. Like, you know, he, he knows uh, – he knows – what what's the what there is and and he knows what's here and he feels like he can win and like you said i don't think he takes the job without thinking that Tavares is coming back so i you got to put that in your back pocket too yeah yeah i'm i can't wait i yeah. I, I i just it's just gonna be fun it's gonna be like the islanders uh revenge tour and I, <laughs> that's that's what i can't wait for uh I just uh, this has been a very jubilant podcast and and we've had a good time and I'm glad we got to talk and again I'm glad we waited because this would have been a lot of a whole lot of draft talk of us saying ah, I don't know maybe this other guy who knows but uh, I don't but, I don't know anybody <laughs> in the draft I know a couple of names they're not getting Darlene they're not get, you know maybe they get a guy like a Joe Valeno or uh, Joel Farabee I just like saying their names Farabee's a fun name to say um, but uh, I do want to read one one review this is from. Um, C mess the first. Uh, it's an iTunes review. He gives us five stars now, or they they give us five stars. Now this is from April seventeenth, twenty eighteen. So you gotta take it with a grain of salt. But uh, C mess the first says this podcast helps me deal with this hockey team that gives its fans nothing but stress. Thanks guys. Change the theme song. Smiley face. Uh, I appreciate the five star review. C mess the first. Thank you very much. Uh, we are not changing the theme song, and I will tell you why, because I got it from the freemusicarchive.org. Uh, it is a wonderful website if you have a podcast and you just want to listen to some free music. Um, they have billions and billions of songs. There's no You have no idea where to start. I typed in sports. The first song that came up was a song called Sports. I listened to it. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I like that. It fits our podcast, and that's the song. So we're not changing it. That's how it is. 
But anyway, <laughs> I just thought I just saw that and thought I would relay that that quick story. But anyway, thank you again for the five star review. Really appreciate it. Sorry, you hate the theme song. It's thirty seconds long. Just skip ahead and you can. It's like the goal song, though. It's like you know, it's the goal yeah. song. Like you know, it, you might not like the goal song, but it comes after the Islanders score. Oh, man, Did, has anybody asked Lou about the goal song? He's probably gonna no. be like, oh, we're changing. No goal song. <laughs> yeah. We're not a goal song. Organ only. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Paul, Paul Cartier. Think of song. Think of a song to play for when they score a goal because you're the only music from now on. That's the way it should be, and especially at the Coliseum now. That's the way it should definitely be. But um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, anything else? We miss anything? We didn't forget about Barzell. We almost. Let's see. We covered. We covered them hiring the Stanley Cup winning general manager. We covered them hiring the Stanley Cup winning coach a week after they won the Stanley Cup. We covered the Islanders winning the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I think that's it. Right. That's, yeah, that's all that's happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oof, man, what a what a week. You know, yeah. and and the draft is tomorrow, so I mean, God yeah. only knows what we would have to talk about. We'll we'll probably do another one, free agency one. Uh, hopefully, I can squeeze one in uh, before uh, yeah, July first, July fourth. That's a whole. We'll we'll try and figure it out. We'll try and squeeze one in. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot going on and a lot still to go on. And who the hell knows who's going to be on the Islanders two weeks from now? But uh, we'll definitely be exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cool. And you never know. I mean, Lou might just shut us down. He might just be like you, you guys. <laughs> We can't have it. We can't have it. But I would listen to him. We both have short hair, so I mean, he's got. I can shave my beard if he wants me to shave my beard. I will. My daughters always ask me to shave my beard, so that would make her. Happy. <laughs> uh, that would be great if he, he he does initiate that. You know, no facial hair, not just for the team, but for the right. fans yeah. too. We all just show up. <laughs> Andrew Gross has to shave his yeah. beard. The whole thing. That'd be that, great. That would be pretty funny. Anyway, um, all right. So uh, tell everybody your Twitter handle again. It's uh, the Big Lebowski with two E's. The Big Lebowski with two E's. You can follow me at Culture of Losing. Um, what, what's the uh, what's the the latest line on Tavares staying? It's almost like, yeah, he know. became a favorite. So yeah. it was like, um, one of the things would you do? What you should do when you bet is like you, lines. Lines are you know you should turn them into implied odds. There's calculators all over the internet because that's basically what they are. So he was minus one fifty the last I checked, which means uh, it, it was a sixty percent chance. Which, which you, you think, oh, it's 60 40, but you got to, you should measure that against like 60 against 20% he signs here and stuff. So, you, okay. you, when I saw that, I, I felt, you know, the sense of relief because he was, <laughs> he was even, he was even money for a little while, right. like 50%. So, uh, I, and I think this is, this is going to, to change it. I, I, I want to be surprised if like everyone just takes it off the board at this point. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like 60% he stays, but then the other 40% is actually the field, right? Dude, like it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. Well, if it comes off the board, then that's that's the best possible sign we can get because that's when yeah. Vegas is just like, no, nah, we're not taking anybody's money on this. So, hey, keep your eyes open. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks, uh, everybody, for listening. Uh, enjoy the draft. It's uh, First round is on uh, NBCSN. The second round, I, I, usually it's been like Sportsnet Radio lately. If you can find a stream of it. Please watch it. Don't listen to it on the radio. I've done it. It's awful. Go out and do something else and just come back later. Listening to a draft on the radio is terrible because it's literally six hours of Leafs talk punctuated by every third or fourth pick. Don't uh, I did I did listen to the first game of the Minnesota Wild Winnipeg Jets series on the radio. And one of the radio stations in Winnipeg, first of all, he's like, if whether you're listening to this on the lake or at the barn or on the field or whatever, but the, one of the radio stations is like, WCOR, the barn and and the sound of the or like the sports home of the prayer the northern prairies. I was like, this is unbelievable. I might listen to this radio station more often, but uh, I didn't. 
That's and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy I didn't. Yeah, no, don't. I mean, games are fine, but I'd listen to it because I had to cover the draft one year for Lighthouse Hockey, and that was the only thing I had. And it was, it was I told Dom, I'm like, dude, I'm never doing that again. That was really <laughs> bad. That was that was pretty rough. But uh, yeah, just and if you have to follow, follow Staple and Gross and those guys on Twitter. Like that's it's just easier that way. But anyway, uh, but no matter what you do, enjoy. Have a great enjoy the draft. We'll see what happens with the Islanders. Have a great weekend, and we will see you and talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye bye. 